This is Back of House News, where we cover the biggest restaurant and food service industry headlines. I'm Claudia Sarek. This week, we discuss one of the biggest restaurant trends of the year, experiential dining, along with ideas any restaurant can use to make their own experience more engaging. For more, we go to Back of House reporter Grace Dickinson. Hi, Grace. Welcome back. Thanks, Claudia. It's good to be here. So for obvious reasons, the pandemic and the concept of experimental dining didn't mix too well. But now, after several years of restrictions, we're seeing that people are eager to not only get out of their homes, but visit restaurants that can offer more than just food. So before we dive into the trend of this experiential dining, I want to take some time to just break down exactly what that phrase means. So talk to us about that first. Absolutely. So experiential dining, it essentially turns eating out into a multi-sensory experience. The goal here is to really transport guests out of their day-to-day life and essentially create a more memorable dining experience. Elements of experiential dining can be pretty vast. They can include everything from music to decorations to live performances. It could be a unique location choice or maybe an unexpected food presentation or even activities like games and sports. Sometimes the food is secondary to the entertainment, like at a barcade that focuses primarily on fun arcade games and somewhat on house-made snacks. And other times the food is really the star of the show, like when the pasta is served tableside out of a hollowed cheese wheel or, you know, maybe an old fashioned is served with a flaming orange peel. Yeah, that makes sense. So you wrote about how experiential dining isn't really a new idea. There are the concepts we all know, like Chuck E. Cheese, that date back to, well, I guess into the 70s at this point. But post-pandemic, we're really seeing experiential dining reemerge as this hot trend. And both restaurants and consumers, as well as countless media publications, are talking about it. You see it all over social media as well. Can you tell us a little bit more about why existing restaurants might want to tap into the trend right now when it's still pretty hot? Well, for starters, as you just mentioned, the consumer demand is really there. A report from Yelp actually showed that searches for underwater restaurants went up by 263%, and dinner theater searches went up by 109% just between the years 2021 and 2022. And we've just seen an explosion of new experiential restaurant openings to match this demand. Another report by Yelp showed themed cafe openings are up by 75% and supper club openings are up by 200%. But you don't have to be a cat cafe or take your dining room underwater or let's say add a pickleball court to your patio, which is a huge trend right now. Yeah, You really don't have to do anything that elaborate to offer an experiential dining experience for your customers. There are plenty of more nuanced ways to make your experience more engaging. And in reality, unless you're planning a fully themed restaurant from scratch, more often than not, experiential dining is about taking an already proven concept and just giving it your own fresh spin. This can be as simple as, you know, adding entertainment nights to your calendar, like hosting live music every Thursday night. It's about incorporating elements that are going to help you stand out in a saturated restaurant market and giving your customers just one more reason to visit you beyond your food. Mm -hmm. When you build these moments into your dining experience, not only are you creating an experience for your guests, 
But typically you're also building some buzz that's going to spread to other people in this day and age. It typically means you're going to end up online. And especially for younger audiences who it seems like they're always looking for TikTok and Instagram content, experiential dining makes it even easier for you to get your restaurant out in front of a bunch of people, all who could be potential future customers. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned live music as a simple suggestion that restaurants can incorporate into their dining model. But I know that you recently wrote a whole list of creative ideas that operators could use to further engage their customers. Tell us about some of those ideas. So music is an obvious choice, but really any live entertainment is a pretty solid go-to, whether that's a weekly trivia night, a monthly karaoke event, maybe it's a regular drag show or a jazz brunch. It's really about choosing entertainment that fits your brand. And so you could also host themed food events like a mocktail pairing dinner or a bourbon tasting night or even a regular Sunday supper. Both entertainment and themed events give guests just another reason to visit, even if they dined at your restaurant only days or weeks ago. Another common approach here is to offer games at your restaurant, and this doesn't mean you have to be a Topgolf or a Bolero. Any restaurant can add a stack of board games by the bar, or if you have a patio, set up a beanbag toss. Games bring people together, and they can encourage friends and family to gather at your restaurant as opposed to the one next door. A photo booth is another fun entertainment idea. Photo booths are just simply fun, and they allow your guests to save memories of those date nights or those nights out with friends, and that'll really keep your restaurant top of mind. Photo booths can also keep guests occupied when wait times are long, and it can even become an extra revenue stream depending on how you set it up. And plus, the photos become a natural marketing opportunity that gives you a place to print your branding and your social media handles and any other information you want to include. And then another really classic idea here is building in tableside quote-unquote, entertainment to the menu. And so this could mean filleting a fish table side or flaming a baked Alaska. Maybe you use dry ice to add a smoky visual appeal to a dish, which has been trending. Entertainment, it does require some planning and training and also time on behalf of your staff. But this kind of dinner theater can easily become the detail that guests share with their friends. And that's true as well online. So that leads, we know TikTok, Instagram, that leads to free restaurant promotion. I love those ideas. I just went to a restaurant recently that did the cheese wheel, that did the, mm, the table amazing. side pasta cheese wheel. And it was so popular. There was actually a, a short wait at the restaurant mm. to get this dish because so many tables had it. It was It was amazing. But anyway, so on this podcast, I know that aside from the food, we discuss technology-focused ideas a lot. And I know at least a couple of the experiential dining ideas that you wrote about recently fell into that bucket. So tell us about the tech-forward ideas. Sure. So a newer idea is to use robots to help serve your food. And we've written about the operational benefits of these quote-unquote robo-waiters, which you can read about on Back of House. But robots, because they're still relatively new in the industry, there's something that just build a natural intrigue. Customers want to see how they work, and often they're going to take videos, and then they'll post them on social media for everyone else to see and potentially draw other people in. Another idea is to add self-serve alcohol. Obviously, this is going to depend on your business model, but self-serve beer and wine tap technology is on the rise. And for the customer, it creates a naturally interactive experience. 
People can sample different drinks, they can pour on their own time, and especially for your indecisive drinkers, like me, that brings a lot of appeal. We've also seen restaurants using QR codes in creative ways. I spoke with one operator, Troy Bowen. He's the co-owner of Denver Wine Bar and Restaurant Noble Riot. Mm -hmm. And he really loves QR codes for their ability to educate the guests beyond what fits on a menu. So he'll use a QR code to link guests to podcasts or videos he's done with certain winemakers. And it kind of shows you don't even have to have a QR code menu to take advantage of the technology. You can place it on your existing menu and simply link guests out to an interactive experience. There's one restaurant actually in Boston called Toronto, and they've even used squid ink to put QR codes onto customers' plates. Wow. And so diners scan it, and then they're directed to a web page that tells them about the dish's ingredients and how it's made, and just you know videos that provide further background. Wow, interesting. I don't think I've seen an edible QR code yet, but maybe in a cookie form, I wouldn't mind it. So, well, thank you, Grace. I know there are quite a few other ideas that you wrote about, and our listeners can head over to backofhouse.io to read your full story on this interesting report. So, appreciate you being here. Absolutely. Thanks, Claudia. That's all for this week, folks. Until next time, take care. <laughs>